You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live. Father James Gross, a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, coming to you today from our studios in the near Southside Historic District of beautiful Grand Forks, North Dakota, and coming to us about an hour northwest of here from his location in Walsh County, Father Jason Leffer. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father Grace. It's I'm Gross. It's so great to be uh, on air again together. Thank you, yes, and we uh, were privileged to have you uh, lead us in the celebration of Mass at the top of the hour, and uh, looking at the forecast, uh, there may be some frost on the pumpkin for a while here. We need some uh, prolonged, warm, dry spring weather. I'm sure your farm families are chomping at the bit, uh, wanting to get going here. It really is amazing. Uh, Some of them are out there already, but the amazing part is that to experience something so normal, it feels good in these weird times to have just something so normal like the farmers planting. It's, right. it's a relief to the soul to see to see that taking place, you know. Mm-hmm. Sort of shaking off the uh, inertia that is developed with a lot of other things during these last few weeks. And uh, speaking of that, I think that's a great lead into our first conversation this morning as we have with us J.P. DeGance from Communio.org. Uh, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Hey, good morning, Venerable Fathers. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's really a treat, and we're, we're grateful that you were able to spare some time for us today. First of all, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, this ministry that you're involved in? Sure, sure. Well, Communio is a, is a nonprofit that consults with churches, and we equip them with cutting-edge uh, technology, tools, and strategies to renew and strengthen relationship health with a focus on marriage, but also obviously helping uh, singles orient themselves uh, more, in a more healthy way towards marriage, uh, because obviously a, uh, a great wedding, a great marriage starts many years before the wedding day. And, and uh, I, I am, I'm a Catholic. Our organization is ecumenical. We have a, a, a staff that's broken down between uh, faithful Catholics and faithful evangelical Christians, and same with our board of directors. And, and uh, uh, we work with uh, uh, with uh, Trinitarian churches that are sound on marriage, and uh, our goal is to renew, what we want to do is, is see renewal of the church and the world through uh, the renewal of marriage, uh, married life. And, and um, uh, I'm a dad of eight, ki- dad of eight kids. Um, Great. Uh, live in Woodbridge, Virginia, and um, uh, and uh, both my wife and I originally from the state of Florida, but live in, have lived in Virginia for 16 years. Great. And about how long has a Communio, at least in its present form, how long has that been uh, operating? Yeah, so our origin story briefly is is we, we, were, uh, we were a project of an organization called the Philanthropy Roundtable, where I was the executive vice president and worked with uh, uh, faith-oriented philanthropists really interested in figuring out what could be done to quantifiably uh, strengthen families at, at a large scale. And uh, we ran a project. We, we started uh, drawing it out in 2013 and 14, raised the capital in 2015, ran a, a three-year pilot initiative from 2016 to 2018. Uh, then we realized uh, that there was really something there that we were finding, and, and it was beginning to evolve beyond the 
the life of that one program, and, and we spun it off into its uh, separate 501c3. Uh, it incorporated that in 2017 and made the, uh, the full separation from the roundtable with their help and support in, in uh, uh, January of, of 2019. So, uh, so that's kind of the... Uh, a little bit of the background and and uh and how we excellent sort of got to where we are yeah so jp here here we are and this is something very real to we priest right now this this intense time of you know being isolated in our homes and so forth it in in one way puts incredible stress on a marriage and a family but another way i imagine yeah. it would be a great opportunity for for growth as well. Could you could you speak to that for us this morning? Yeah, it's a huge opportunity, right? Familiar's Consortio is a, a, a paper document that we, for, for me in particular, is really uh, an inspiration to me. I mean, it was written in 1981, uh, and, um, but many of the ideas in the document uh, that John Paul II laid out on the, on the, on the family haven't entirely, the, the ideas of, of a focus on, on family life haven't really trickled down to the parish level in a practical sense. We found that um, a survey that we did with the Barnett Group of Catholic parishes that sev- only 74, uh, 74% of Catholic parishes do not have a substantive marriage ministry, and 82% of Catholic parishes report spending 0% of the dollars on uh, annually on marriage ministry. And uh, this time, is, is it, I see it as a great opportunity because uh, we've always known that the that renewal has to be uh, born out of the domestic church. Uh, and uh, at this time, in so many places in our country, the only lever the parish has left is a lever that's connected to the door of the domestic church. And, and so pouring into the home is, is, uh, is almost the only thing that churches can really do beyond streaming the sacraments and, and offering drive-by confession. So, so uh, uh, we have uh, seen a great hunger for um, uh, for uh, among churches in, in in leveraging and deploying really simple turnkey resources. We don't author content, so what what we've been able we curate it and we uh, give consulting and advice and, and and help them with marketing and outreach and and so uh, any any of your listeners uh, if if. Um, if there's a priest listening, or if you're working at a parish, or if you're involved volunteer at your parish, you should go to crisis.communio.org. That's the uh, site that we set up with a bunch of free resources for churches that they can take, uh, also really low-cost resources that they can take and use. So we um, have these good old at-home date night kits, uh, a bunch of um, more substantive engagement uh, uh, ideas for parishes, really good substantive uh, uh, skills-based resources that a church can leverage right now in the present moment. They don't need to wait until they get permission by whether it be their authorities or their uh, their bishop to, to start having public ministry again. They can they can move, lean right in now into these homes and provide help. Over the next few days, we're actually adding a, a, a bunch more resources. Uh, on that site, a number of, uh, of additional Catholic resources, and we'll have a, um, a webinar with Helen Alvarez, who's, who's sort of a noted scholar on the on the family, where we will go over you know a number of these resources for Catholic parishes. Great. 
Well, for those who are just tuning in to Real Presence Live, Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross are joining you today. And we are privileged to be joined also by J.P. DeGance, who is the president and CEO of Communio. And uh, he just gave a, a section of their website, crisis.communio.org, with all sorts of great uh, suggestions in terms of helping uh, uh, married couples really invest in their marriages. Um, now, this, I think, uh, in the midst of the uncertainty of this time and definitely a lot of the financial struggles that individual households may be f facing, you know, they, they do have additional time on their hands. So um, uh, it ends up that uh, this time that we're in is, a, is an opportunity to reflect on the priority of marriages and not just take that for granted. So can you can, can you speak to that opportunity that we have? Yeah, you know, in our busy world, we're always, sort of the cur curse of modern existence is, you know, you ask somebody before the pandemic, uh, you know, how things going, and, and a frequent response is, oh, busy, you know, things are really busy, as if it's sort of like a, a badge of honor. And um, uh, frequently we're just not, we're just not, uh, prioritizing that most important relationship in our life, that w relationship with our spouse. Uh, we've had, um, uh, we've, we've leaned between two extremes of sort of a home that's centered on on uh, sort of what, what scholar Brad Wilcox calls the soulmate view of marriage, which is, which is this sort of a fleeting and ephemeral view of relationships based on sort of momentary contentment uh, um, and and then that can breed into the kid-centered home uh, wherever all the the chips are placed on on the offspring of the home as and, and we run between youth sports and and just all of the demands of of what we, we expect a child uh, to have and so now we've got this moment I think where, where God has given uh, a, a gift in this time of crisis where well, everything is everything is stopped, and we have to uh, we have the opportunity to abide and and uh, and obviously both to rest in his in his presence, but then also uh, uh, to to rest in 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 and with each other as 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 the as the married couple. So there's a there is this this uh, unprecedented amount of time that couples have to be able, uh, but but. Also, the you know mobile devices and uh, the internet and, and 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 phones are are a great technology and a great resource, but they also uh, can consume so much of our life and direct us away from each other. So we we're helping parishes to leverage the, those those tools to get couples to really invest uh, in in one another, and um, uh, we're seeing. Um, uh, some 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 great fruit. We've uh, we're uh, over the just the last thirty days. We've we're approaching about seven thousand people have completed digital date nights that we have uh, spun up for churches. We don't um, we're we're a strange organization because um, our priority is so if, if St. Matthew's Parish calls us, we provide them resources with uh, with St. Matthew's logo and St. Matthew's. Re um, um, it, it looks like it's a, a resource that St. Matthew's created for their parishioners. Uh, we don't have an interest in advancing our our, our brand okay. and who we are because uh, there's no real value there. Uh, the value is, is really connecting the folks back to the parish 
and um, and helping the parish uh, uh, invest in in, the, in their couples. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, parishes now, churches now that we've worked with have have made more than about five million digital impressions, reaching out into their communities, and so they're not only emailing this resources out to their per, uh, parish registry. There, we're helping them with with creative Facebook campaigns and even person-to-person texting campaigns to, to, to creatively help parishes reach out and, uh, and provide help right now to those who are isolated and use this as a real time of, of growth and blessing uh, for couples. And, and, and it's, um, it's so important. Gosh, more than 30 million now unemployed and, and um, the, the highest uh, recorded ever drop in monthly payrolls was last right, month. Right. And, you know, and so, you know, JP, as you're talking there, it just it really strikes me that, um, you know, we priests, we, we live really busy lives, right? And we can we can justify why we do what we do all day long. And so it's interesting because so then the church in canon law puts in a canon law and the bishop enforces it requiring priest to take a retreat each year. And, and I know, like, if it, if it wasn't in law or whatever, I myself would justify very easily, what, you know, I'm too busy, I have these too many things going on. I, but then I think about the sacrament of marriage. Like, there's no canon law that says the, the couples are required by the law of the church to step aside and look, examine at their relationship and make, grab the resources and make sure that it works and so forth. I mean, wh- what could you say to our couples, even right now, in the midst of everything that's going on in this crisis, I mean, it's probably the last thing in their minds to say yeah. we want to invest in our marriage. What, I mean, what well, could you say to that, the, the, to well, just actually take advantage of the resources that are here? Yeah, well, Father Jason, there's music to my ears to hear you say that, because frequently, uh, as it relates to, to priestly life, I have a brother who's a, a Catholic priest and, and, and a pastor, and, and um, we know, the priests priest know this is critical in their vocation, in their faithfulness, faithfulness to to the divine office, to, to celebrating the mass, and then and and then a real investment uh, spiritually in a retreat each year, uh, we know that. And and so in at parish life, the sacrament of marriage, uh, uh, the, the fidelity to prayer and the fidelity to investment in the relationship with the other uh, is is absolutely critical to the health of the marriage. Um, what we do. A big, a big barrier uh, for anybody listening to this. The biggest barrier to folks investing in their marriage is this wrong-headed perception that marriage, marriage enrichment, or anything you're doing to work on your marriage, is is a signal that you you're having problems. Right? That's that's a couple of mm-hmm. seven problems. Why mm-hmm. they're doing that? Okay, that absolutely is the biggest threat and obstacle to getting gaining adoption and getting more than a, a handful of people to engage in a program offering at a parish, okay? And so uh, we work with parishes to give them advice on how to overcome that. Uh, we talk about having vision, skills, and community. Those are sort of the three legs of an effective relationship ministry. And on the vision end, that done well will disrupt that that first obstacle. So we talk about um, the idea that that marriage enrichment is for every relationship. We know that to be healthy, 
you got to have uh, you, you you do diet and exercise, right? Um, uh, you don't if you've got a, a great car. Someone has a, a really great car. You don't service it. You service it when it's running well because you want it to keep running well. You don't change the oil when uh, because the engine locks up. You got to keep keep servicing it. Well, our relationships are the same thing. We invest in our uh, the message from the pulpit, from the church, from uh, every way that we can. Is the idea that this uh, this is something for all of us uh, in our relationships, and when that's the perception, then it gives permission to the person who might be struggling and doesn't want to signal to others that they're struggling, that I can kind of hide in this group of everybody, because everybody does this. It's a little bit of the, the you know, uh, what we've found in the surveys, when we work with a church, the first thing that we do is we help them run a survey of their own congregants, and uh, everybody, everybody, everybody's showing up on Sunday. And uh, what we find is, on average, one in five people in the pews every Sunday are deeply struggling in their marriage right now. And, you, uh, how, how important is it for those those couples who get it, you know, that they actually go and seek the resources and are investing and understand how important is it that they are ministering to other couples or inviting those other couples into right relationship? I mean, how important is that? I mean, we, we priests, it's important for us to invite, but how about the couples yeah. themselves ministering to one another? Yeah, we, we, use, we, we call ourselves communio because... Community is so critical to uh, to fostering healthy relationships, right? It's sort of at the core, and, and so uh, those developing a community of couples who are intentional about uh, forming friendships and investing in their own relationships and in one another is the way that it it uh, it becomes the norm in a parish. What you want is to achieve. The no, that it's more normal to to be part of a marriage ministry than to be a couple who doesn't belong to the marriage ministry at, at the parish. That, that that should be the the the, the long you know, the long term objective of of any any uh, work in the parish, and, and that happens. You know, personal invitation, those personal uh, relationships. We uh, we work with parishes uh, um, in, in, in with a. Uh, doing creative outreach to pull folks into something that's more fun and engaging. Uh, folks, you know, aren't yet, most couples aren't yet ready to go right into a 10-week course on skills-based um, uh, tools to improve their relationship. Uh, that might, that's where they need to get to, or, uh, and there's a number of resources out there that will work with a, tr- a parish to figure out uh, which one they should pull in. But uh, what we've recognized is there's a lot of groundwork to be done to get to the distribution level that you get to the right amount of people engaging in the program, right? Uh, The the classic problem for most Catholic parishes, how do you get beyond the the group of daily communicants or, you know, the folks who are just at every parish program to show up? How do you get to those who really need it? Uh, And um, and we'll work with churches like Creatively to to develop long-term strategies that you actually get you know, we, we help parishes target, let's get to half of everybody under the age of 50 in the parish should engage in uh, in marriage ministry regularly. Obviously, everybody over the age of 50 should, too. Uh, uh, but when we work in the parish, we, we try to think through, okay, let's, let's set a target um, and to get everybody with kids in the home to regularly participate as a, as a good, as a good, as a good yeah. first step. 
Well, J.P. DeGantz, we uh, wish we could continue this conversation much longer, but we're going to have to wrap things up. We thank you for joining us. Um, he's the president and CEO of Comunio, uh, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-O dot O-R-G. It's a great website with a lot of interesting statistics and resources. Uh, blessings to you and your ministry and uh, to your family as you're continuing to shelter in place out there in Virginia. Thank you so much, Fathers. I'm grateful for the time. And uh, stay safe, and uh, you'll be in our in our prayers. Thank you very much, and vice versa. You better believe it. Well, up next, as we continue this theme about helping out our married couples, an exercise plan for married couples. What is it, and how can it lead to a beautiful, holy marriage? We'll visit with Deacon Mark Krejci from the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota. That coming up, as well as much more in the second hour of Real Presence Live. Please stay with us. Mm-hmm. 